my name's Bink and I'm a butterfly, which means I have Turner Syndrome. This is the very first episode of the Turner's podcast, which talks about Turner Syndrome, all the complications that come along with it and living with Turner Syndrome and the best ways to cope and what it's like having it. It's a huge lifelong journey that people diagnosed with Turner Syndrome have to endure and I'm here to talk about it and I'm really excited to get this podcast series started. I thought the best way to start would be by explaining what Turner Syndrome is and I'm really, really excited to get into it. So here we go. Turner syndrome is a chromosome abnormality that happens during the fetal development and there's so much information about it out there now but there wasn't always but all right let's get into it Turner syndrome is a condition that affects only females it was it is the result of when one of the X chromosomes is missing or partially missing. Turner syndrome can cause a variety of medical and developmental problems, including short height, failure of the ovaries to develop and heart defects. Turner syndrome may be diagnosed before birth or prenatally during infancy or early childhood. Occasionally in females with mild signs and symptoms of Turner syndrome, the diagnosis is delayed until teen or young adult years. I was diagnosed when I was nine to nine and a half, and that was through a blood test that tests your genetics. So I believe it's called a chromosome test. Um, so some of the features of women with Turner syndrome, they can have a wide or web-like neck. They can have low set ears, broad chest with widely spaced nipples, also known as shield chest, high narrow roof of the mouth, high palate, I have that one, arms that turn outward at the elbows, fingernails and toenails that are narrow and upturned, swelling of the hands and feet, I do get swelling of the feet sometimes if I am on them for a long period of time, slightly smaller than average height at birth, well I was definitely itty bitty. Um, a lot of women can unfortunately have cardiac defects. So mainly the aorta is not structured properly. So um, the aorta is supposed to, um, putting it as simple as I possibly can, the aorta is the main valve of the heart that pumps highly oxygenated blood throughout the body to the organs. And unfortunately, some women with Turner syndrome can be born with uh, defects in the aorta. They can be a weakened aorta, um, a, or a aorta that's like too big, too small, um, and they can even have aorta that has two flaps instead of three. The aorta is supposed to have three flaps sort of that pump the blood, but sometimes women with Turner's can be born with two instead of three and it can cause a myriad of different cardiac complications, some more serious than others, but all serious because it is the heart, of course. Um, I only grew one centimetre in 12 months. 
and that was a huge indicator for my parents to say, hey, no, there's 100% something wrong. When I was a baby, I had a lot of digestive issues. Um, most of their concern was through my uh, gastric, gastric tract. Um, I was diagnosed with severe GERD and esophagitis, and that was because of the GERD. The, all the acid and all the throwing up was turning my esophagus into stomach lining and I guess that was the huge focus because they couldn't get me to eat and I ended up having to have surgery as a little babe and um, now I can't throw up and anything I eat cannot come back up I can't throw it up it has to come out the other way um, which it's not very nice <laughs> um, but it has helped and I do get a lot less reflux and everything and it's a way less of an issue than what it has been the next episode coming up, I talk about a lot more about the digestive issues that I have and the digestive issues that come with Turner syndrome. I am on what's called the low FOD diet because I have IBS, which is a Turner syndrome complication. Um, it's a lot of people do have it and don't have Turner syndrome, but if you have Turner syndrome, you're more likely to have these issues. I thought I would also go through the different kinds of Turner syndrome and how some women may have more complications than others and it never presents in the same way um, in, in people with Turner syndrome. So there's monosomy, which is when there's the complete absence of an X chromosome generally occurring. Um, this is due to the father's sperm or the mother's egg and it means that every cell in the woman's body only has one X chromosome and that is classic Turner's. Uh, then there's mosaic Turner's or mosaicism. I have this one. Uh, an error occurs in cell division during early stages of fetal development. This results in some cells in the body having two complete copies of the X chromosome, other cells only having one. So some of my cells have the two X chromosomes like they should, but other cells only have one. So my body does not function properly. I never went through puberty properly. I never got my period. I don't ovulate. Um, my ovaries didn't develop fully. And thankfully my womb did. Thankfully my uterus did. I'm just so excited about finding that out. It does give me so many options for IVF and other treatments. There's also Y chromosome material. So this particular type of Turner syndrome is rarer. And what it means is in a small percentage of Turner syndrome cases, some cells have one copy of the X chromosome and other cells have one copy of the X chromosome and some Y chromosome material. The individuals develop biologically as female, but the presence of the Y chromosome material increases the risk of developing a type of cancer called gonadoblastoma and it is terrifying and unfortunately those women will have to go through surgery to remove any ovaries and possibly um their uterus as well which is as you can imagine completely devastating because if they want children it becomes even harder than what it already is with normal turner syndrome and that is horrible for them to go through um so basically I've mentioned the heart problems, but um, that those are very, very serious and I have to have tests every five years to monitor these heart problems. Um, I'm very lucky. I, at this stage, only have tachycardia, um, which isn't serious at all. It's just something they have to monitor and it just means that my heart beats faster, but it's still in a healthy, regular rhythm. 
Uh, high blood pressure is another complication of Turner syndrome. I have that. I have to take blood pressure medication at the age of 26 because it's just something that can happen with Turner's. Vision problems. Yes, I have had multiple surgeries as a child. Um, one when I was five and one when I was 12 to correct the muscles in the eye because I had a lazy eye. I believe it was my left eye. Um, a lot of Turner syndrome girls can also have kidney problems. Now, I have a absolutely beautiful butterfly sister. Her name is Amber and she has a horseshoe kidney and this is a part of Turner's. So Turner syndrome may be associated with malformations of the kidneys, although these abnormalities generally don't cause medical problems. They may increase the risk of UTIs and um, there's also autoimmune disorders, which can be a extreme problem. Um, a lot of girls with Turner syndrome can get Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. Um, there's an increased risk of diabetes. And as I'm mentioning in the next episode and going into a lot of detail about it, digestive issues. Um, so a lot of women with Turner syndrome have gluten intolerance or celiac or gluten intolerance or on, on the extreme scale of things, celiac disease or inflammatory bowel disease. I have the inflammatory bowel disease, which is definitely associated with Turner syndrome. Um, skeletal problems. So problems with the growth and development of bones increase the risk of abnormal abnormal curvature of the spine so scoliosis uh, scoliosis and forward rounding of the upper back so kyphosis turner syndrome can also increase the risk of developing weak brittle bones or osteoporosis i am so thankful that i don't have any of that i do have osteoarthritis though um so they do monitor that and i do get a lot of pain in my hip and my neck due to that Mental health issues, that's just unfortunately a given when you have so many, uh, I guess, medical conditions to look out for and infertility can have a huge impact on your mental health. Um, I personally, uh, my infertility really does have a huge impact on my mental health. Sometimes I'm just very fortunate that I have friends and family that allow me to be a huge part of their children's lives and I just absolutely adore being an auntie and I also adore being an early childhood educator I have my diploma and I I guess get my fulfillment in that way um for now but um IVF is definitely on the cards in the future with my absolutely amazing fiance Jonathan which we are going to be doing a joint podcast in the future hopefully within the next few weeks even um it's going to be called coffee with bink and joffy and it's going to be a random podcast that just we just talk about random things each episode is going to have a different topic um, and there's very, very interesting topics. So one could be about the history of religion, going into some really, really cool facts and really, really cool knowledge about the history of religion. And also, uh, we get, we're going to be talking about wedding planning. We're going to be talking about, uh, what it's like having BPD because my fiance unfortunately has BPD and other mental health issues and um talking about that and making that uh, having awareness of that as well is extremely important um getting back on track pregnancy complications is a huge thing as well so 
because we're infertile, if we go through IVF or happen to be one of the lucky, you know, tiny, tiny, minuscule percentage of women that can conceive naturally with Turner syndrome, well, um, we have increased risk of um, diabetes, gestational diabetes and um, heart issues and preeclampsia. Uh, we 100% need to be hugely monitored if we do conceive um, through IVF or other means. So that is just a quick rundown on what Turner syndrome is, some of the complications that can come along with Turner syndrome. There's a lot more to it. For example, I did mention the diabetes. I have pre-diabetes and that's something that I need to monitor um, on a regular basis. I also have like this fatigue that is just constant. I am always tired and I just feel like I never have enough energy. And I just, I feel like that's just a part of Turner syndrome. I have heard of a lot of girls with Turner syndrome just being more tired than normal and just being a part of, a part of the syndrome. It is what it is. I'm on HRT therapy without it. I wouldn't have grown boobs. I wouldn't have had a butt. I wouldn't have grown a waist. Like I do get self-conscious about my body sometimes because of the fact that I feel like it's not the shape that you would associate as a womanly shape. But then again, what is a womanly shape? Any womanly shape is beautiful and any anybody is beautiful. You know, I need to come to terms with how I look and that's just a personal battle. Um I don't feel like I fit the typical mold on social media and that's something that I need to come to terms with. And, I mean, who does fit that mold? Seriously. Um, you know, unless you're uh, walking in front of a Photoshop lens, um, I, I've in front of a computer lens and constantly being Photoshopped, I don't think anyone could look like that 24-7. And I tell you what, social media can be so harmful to body image and I just hate it um but yes I do get frustrated because of the way I look I don't have a lot of confidence I was bullied a lot in high school because of my extremely short stature and the fact that I was and still am overweight um but it is what it is. A lot of girls with Turner syndrome do have issues with their weight. They can be overweight or underweight. And it is something that we have to work on for health reasons. We are all beautiful, but we do need to make sure that we are healthy and happy and are eating the right things that our body needs and the right amounts. Turner's girls do have like these, this really bad, well, <laughs> um, Turner syndrome girls can have this really bad addiction to carbohydrates and um, I find that that is an issue with me and yeah like oh um, I want to talk a little bit about my hearing loss as well oh my god so my hearing nerve as a part of um, Turner syndrome is slowly deteriorating I have hearing aids I've slowly been getting used to using them i've just had another mold done inside my ears they put like a putty inside your ears and it is the weirdest thing um it's not painful it just feels really weird and yeah these um hearing aids are going to fit perfectly inside my ears and you'll barely notice them i'm really excited for that i've had some trials and <laughs> 
what a difference it makes. Like, I still need to get used to them, like, wearing them in such a loud environment such as childcare, you know, where the children are, you know, running, playing, talking, yelling as children do, and then having educators, like, trying to get your attention and everything as well. Um, it does become overwhelming, but it's something that I'm going to have to adjust to, and I will adjust <laughs> in time. It takes anyone that I've talked to that has had to adjust to hearing aids, they do say it takes a lot of time to get used to it. It's kind of like wearing glasses as well. I wear glasses as well because I have eye issues associated with turners. Um, you know, it's it's crazy to me to think that people expect so much of everybody. It's just like, no, get over it, get back to work. Come on, push, 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 push. Come on, if you're not working, you're useless, blah, blah. I don't know. It just seems to be a vibe in our community and I just, I don't like it. I do believe that health and mental health should come before work and I also believe that family should always come before work and it's just, yeah, I know, I think society kind of has the balance wrong at the moment <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's just, it's not nice. I really do feel like that that is an issue in our society and we need to stop. We need to realise, hey, those things will be there tomorrow. If I'm feeling stressed out, I can have some time. You know, um, it's just, yeah. So, and so, you know, I, I also have read, ah, here it is. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So I've just found some information here. Turner syndrome and carbohydrate metabolism. Impaired insulin secretion after tolerbutamide and glucagon stimulation tests. So, yeah, they Turner's girls have a different um, carbohydrate metabolism. They don't metabolize carbohydrates as, as normal. And um, it's often recommended that Turner's girls have a low-carb diet, um, not ridiculously low, like 70 grams of carbs is low, but it's probably the lowest that they would recommend. Um, I was put on 100 grams of carbs through my dietitian along with the low FODMAP diet, which I'm going to get into in the next episode, and I am so excited about that. I feel like it is the most important thing for women with Turner syndrome to establish a good relationship with their GP, establish a good relationship with their endocrinologist and establish a good relationship with their medical professionals that they are going to need regularly and get a clear understanding of what their body needs and what is going to be essential to their health always always exercise like i'm going to say be active it doesn't have to be going to gym and you know lifting a hundred thousand kilos i'm you know that to me is not something that i personally enjoy i prefer to do funner you know more engaging exercising like at home dance workouts and i do go to the gym mind you i do go to the gym and i do 
um, just very lightweight and cardio and I do find that that is enough for me and I want to enjoy it and I don't want it to become a chore. I want it to be healthy and I want it to be movement and I want it to be fun. There's nothing better than doing a nice walk on the treadmill and just listening to the best music that you absolutely love or listening to a podcast that you really enjoy, like this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really just think that being healthy physically is so important because it's also linked to how you feel mentally and us girls with turners we need to look after ourselves more so than you know someone who is completely healthy everyone yes needs to look after themselves but us girls with turners we are prone to so much and it's quite scary we need regular checkups we need to be on the right diets we need to keep our weight under control because we are already at risk of heart, liver and kidney issues which become worse when there is excess weight and um, there's also the chance of diabetes as well. We are more prone to get these issues and I have stage 2 fibrosis of the liver which is essentially fatty liver which also is associated with Turner syndrome. There is so much that we need to take care of and look out for as women and children with Turner syndrome and I love the fact that I have this opportunity to create a podcast to help and support people who are trying to look after themselves with Turner syndrome. I would also love to introduce um, some guests on the show as well. I'm hoping to have a few family members, a few friends on the podcast to talk about what it's like having a friend and um, hopefully even a daughter with Turner syndrome and I would love my mother to come on the podcast and talk about some of the things that she went through while I was a baby and getting me diagnosed and I would love her to talk about gaslighting by some of the doctors that she's had um I remember there's one story she told me I'm not going to get into it too much but um you know she was trying to push at a specialist and they turned around and said that she was a neurotic mother there was nothing wrong with me and to just take me home and love me and it's just devastating to hear that medical professionals can treat patients like that my mum was not listened to and was not heard until I was nine and a half years old. I understand that it would have been extremely difficult because Turner syndrome is such a rare disorder. And when I was a baby, there were less tests, less knowledge known about Turner's. But I have actually found out now uh, through my friends being pregnant um, she has a seven-month-old and she is just the most precious little baby and she's just the happiest little baby and I just I love her so much and and yeah um, she is she is gorgeous and I just oh she's so precious but I could not believe the fact that the mum uh, my friend was able to actually have a blood test while she was still pregnant with um, their little one and she could test for Turner syndrome 
I could not believe it. I was like, oh my God, that, whew, I, wow. So she was actually tested for Turner syndrome while she was still in the womb. And I can't believe that they can do that now. It is absolutely amazing. And for all of you out there, I highly recommend getting these tests done to rule things out and to make sure that you know if there is anything there that needs attention because my life could have been so different if I was diagnosed earlier than nine. I needed to go on growth hormone the second that I was diagnosed, basically. Um, it helped me grow, made sure that my bone structure grew uh, normally as well. I'm very lucky. I didn't have any issues with my bone structure, but some turners girls can. Um, and I got to four foot 11. I am tiny. I am so short. Uh, I am trying to become proud about being short. <laughs> I get absolutely hammered by my friends and everything all the time, but it's all in good fun. They just, they do adore me. And I know that they are saying it with much love. Um, and look, I give them, I give them a tough time too. Trust me, I can fight back <laughs> tiny, but mighty. Um, but yes, being short can be a hindrance, you know, trying to reach for the top shelf or, you know, trying to just reach for a normal cupboard in a kitchen. Oh, I tell you what, having to use that stool all the time drives me nuts. I've even been declined a job that I applied for when I was in high school. I was, I was applying for a little retail job when I was in high school and they told me that I was too short because I couldn't actually reach over the counter to scoop the ice cream. I'm not saying what business it is, of course, but I was like, oh, okay, wow, this has actually impacted my employment now, what? <laughs> but I, yeah, I am so grateful that I was able to push through and get my diploma of early childhood education and make something of myself and you know, all of those, all of those girls and women and little babies out there with Turner syndrome, don't let it hold you back. And you're a little Turner syndrome warrior and you're a butterfly. You've got wings. You can fly. We got this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that requires a lot of time and patience and resilience to get through being diagnosed with Turner syndrome. And it's something that is a huge diagnosis and takes time to adjust to my mum when she found out that I had Turner syndrome and that I wasn't going to go through puberty. I was going to go through menopause and that my ovaries didn't develop properly. And I was infertile. My mom cried and cried and cried and cried for over 12 months on and off. Um, anytime it was sort of brought up or mentioned and it's so sad. It's so sad, but now there are so many opportunities out there for women and children with Turner syndrome to get the treatment and to have the future that they want. You know, I am very fortunate to have a wonderful partner who has been nothing but understanding when it comes to my infertility and all my medical issues, such as 
my hearing loss, my eyesight problems, my weight problems, my digestive issues, my pre-diabetes, monitoring my sugar, my high blood pressure, all these things that come with being a little Turner's butterfly. He has just been so wonderful with. At the end of the day, when I come home from work and I am so exhausted, he always is there to help and allow me to rest. And I just yeah i appreciate that so 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 much just as a little recap turner syndrome is a chromosomal abnormality that happens during gestation and it can cause so many different medical problems because it is a issue with genetics and genetics affects your whole body and um girls with turner syndrome are almost you know 99% infertile there are rare cases where they have fallen pregnant um very very rare cases but most of of girls returners are completely infertile and cannot conceive I can't conceive I don't ovulate my ovaries never develop properly but I can go through IVF I have had to also battle menopausal symptoms. Oh my God, that's going to be another episode on its own. I have so many ideas for this podcast and I'm so, so excited. Um, but yeah, so I've had to have menopausal treatment and menopausal. I've had menopausal symptoms at 26. Um, I think actually technically, I think the main symptoms started when I was in my 20s. And that was because that was when I went off of my hormone treatment for a long period of time. I think it was about two years I was off any hormone treatment because the hormone treatment, um, I grew a fibroid and it caused excessive, excessive bleeding. Um, I don't get normal periods, but the hormones make you get uh, like what's called withdrawal bleeds. And it's just when you reduce the dose of the hormone naturally to get your period it's not a period you're not actually ovulating you're not releasing an egg it's just the lining of your uterus just coming out there's no ovulation or anything that happens it's just yeah your uterus cleaning itself out and it just feels and looks like a normal period it's painful just as painful as a normal period let me tell you um <laughs> But yeah, that that I went through and what ended up happening was because of the estrogen, um, I guess it was just too much for my body and I ended up developing a fibroid and that had to be um, removed. The, well, the fibroid wasn't removed. Stopping the hormone um, replacement therapy actually made the, th the fibroid go away on its own and I ended up having a marina inserted and then that unfortunately got infected and moved where it shouldn't move. And I had to get that removed. And I, yeah, um, that was a traumatizing story. Um, long story short, that was traumatizing. And I went without any HRT therapy for two years after that. I only ended up using local medication and that is a suppository in the area where you need it um and basically it just keeps everything healthy downstairs um and I do still use that but I use estrogen patches now 
I think that so far I haven't had any issues. I haven't had any um, any issues with that. Oh, my Lord, I have been a little bit emotional. on. Well, I was emotional the first couple of weeks on it, but that's expected. Um, yeah, roller coaster ride of emotions when you start HRT after two years, let me tell you that. Oh, my poor fiancé, I tell you. <laughs> having to put up with all of that oh gosh I'm very lucky that um he's very understanding and supportive so yeah I am going to leave it at that and I'm gonna go and spread my wings and fly away I will see you in the next episode where we talk about the low fod diet and the digestive issues related to turners Thank you for listening and I hope to see you listening to the next episode. Bye.